Yo, 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 welcome to our Brothers Got Next. It's your boy D. I know we've been on a two-week hiatus. I'm joined by my co-host as always, Quab. What's up, man? What up, D? It's good to be back. It feels like it's been longer than two weeks. I know, man. Yeah, because a lot of people have been asking us and asking, you know, really asking me, like, well, you know, when you guys going to do another show? Uh, but I've been, I've been, you know, promoting the hell out of it, you know, on Instagram. Shout out to all the new subscribers and listeners. I've been getting a lot of good feedback from uh, the new listeners and new subscribers. We really appreciate you listening and your support. Um, but with that, yeah, so, you know, we were on a two-week hiatus and Quab, you went to our old stomping grounds, you know, where we met. You were in, in, uh, in LV, Vegas. Um, I know you went to Cali, too. So, yeah, just tell us a little bit about, about your trip, how it go. Yeah, and I'll take full blame for that two-week hiatus. It was because of that trip. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, man, it was it was different, B. It was different this time yeah. around because yeah. Vegas is just, it's kind of sad. You know, a little tear wow. came down my eye going to Vegas. It's just not the same. <laughs> and, and seriously, Nobody goes to like, happy tears when we go. Yeah, man, because remember, we were in Vegas at and I, what I feel like the prime of one of the primes, the prime times of Vegas, I should say. Oh, like, yeah, I, I would say the prime. I think we were in the Vegas and during the prime of when Vegas was just like, <laughs> see, like we were in Vegas, like before it would like before Vegas got really popping where everybody goes. Now we were in Vegas where people, you know, we had people come out for the first time to visit us or come family members or friends. And they were like, yo, how are y'all living out here? This is crazy, you know. But, yeah, um, back then, back then there was like, remember there was like six, like six, seven, like hot clubs. Oh clubs. yeah. Now yeah. I'm not even joking. There's probably at least 25. This is right. too many now. Yeah, exactly, many. exactly. It was just more. Yeah, it was more exclusive back then. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you, like I said, when we had family members or friends or whoever come out, it just felt like you were this real. We were real exclusive. Like remember we used to take people into the clubs, not have to wait in line. It just felt like it was just. It was just. I don't know. I can't even describe the feeling, but it was just like yo. We were like we were like our own celebrity rock stars out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it just felt so different this time around. So obviously, we both started at UNLV in two thousand two, and I've I've been to Vegas, obviously since my family's out there. I've 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 been to Vegas every year since two thousand two. We either living there or visiting. Right, this is right. The first time I went back to Vegas since two thousand and two, where I haven't stepped into a casino. I did not go to a, any. I didn't go out at all. So. It was just a very different experience. Like I did not step into a casino one time, B. That's you know? crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so you know, I'm, not, you know, I'm not a big gambler. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's not even just about the gambling part, because I'm not a huge gambling either. It's just being in that setting, whether it's going to a restaurant in a in a in a hotel or uh or just you know, just walking around. Sometimes I go to Vegas just to kind of walk around and just peep the scene a little bit. But if you're going to going to a bar, going into one of the bars inside the casino, but yeah, I didn't even get to see what it was like. I didn't know. I didn't get to see what what was barricaded off and what wasn't. Some casinos are still closed, like the Mirage is still closed, the Palms, the Rio, Planet Hollywood. So it was sad, man. It's just not the same. That's not crazy the same. that the Palms and the Rio are because they're, they're off the strip. So I I actually thought they would be open just because they're they don't get as much like foot traffic, you know, as the other casinos that are on the strip. So that's surprising that they're still closed because they, they don't get a lot of, you know, you have to kind of go off the strip to go to them, but um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, you know, listen, man, we're in a, we're in a uh, tough time right now. I mean, we've been in a tough time. I mean, obviously, you, you guys have been listening to the last, like our last five shows, and you know, going back, it's like, yeah, I mean, we feel like we've been in this kind of situation for a while, and we probably are going to be in it for a while. So, um, yeah, it's just a different feeling now. You know, um, I, I haven't been back to Vegas since uh, 2016. 
When you going back? I I don't know because I mean I was planning maybe <laughs> to try to go back next year, but who knows? Because I don't know how this thing is going to turn out. Who knows where we'll be? You know, start of the year um, with the situation. So I have no idea. Um, so you know, I, I I would love to say next year, but maybe it maybe yeah. not. You know. Um, yeah, we'll see. But I do want to go back. I I would love to go back. You know, what I mean, especially now with the new stadium there, with the Raiders being there, I love to go to a game, especially when Dallas goes there. Um, you know, I definitely want to go back. You know, but I just want to go back just to hang out, like you said. I I mean, yeah, when I go back and visit, you know, I like to just walk the strip. You know, go to the bars, like you said, go to restaurants. Because I'm not a big gambler either. I'm, I'm more with the nightlife. You know, I like to go go out to the clubs or the lounges. You know, and um. Yeah, but I remember you telling me just over the phone when we talked while you were there, just like, you're like, yeah, it's just a different feeling. It is a different feeling. And same with Cali, you know, the good thing is everywhere I went at every time people were wearing masks. So it's I didn't personally oh, people not being that's responsible. Good. So, yeah, I went to Cali. Um, I was in L.A. I went to the beach. Obviously, I know Cali's been a hot spot, but we were smart about it. And I feel like the, the L.A. beaches in particular were really vacant because of the recent spikes out there. So, like, yeah, social yeah. distancing was not an issue at all. There were oh, I think okay. there were times where, you know, people were 50 feet away from us. You know, right. so that's good. That's good. But yeah, we felt very comfortable, very safe. And we me and me and Kwame spent some time in my in Manhattan Beach. It was like a tr- nice little getaway, man. I, I needed it. You know, you know, the be- the west side is the best side, as I always say. So I don't know about all that, but yeah. <laughs> well, all right. well, let's not we we let's not even get into that. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, about we have a whole west. podcast on, on that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was seventy five and sunny. I'll just leave it at that. So <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love how you just like to like end it and throw that in there. Yeah, I just want to throw know, that I've in always there. Admitted, no, listen, I've always admitted that the weather out there is, you know, obviously better than over here because obviously over here we have seasons, so you have, you know, spring, fall, winter, summer. But out there, it seems like it's really just like, you know, it's you you really don't get a winter out there. You know, you really just have summer, fall, like kind of fall weather and spring weather. You guys don't really have winter. So, um, yeah, I just like nice weather all the time. I don't I don't care about seasons. Just give me like the sun. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. So. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> but all right, but, you know, I, like I went a... to your spot. I went to Baker's. I went to your oh. spot and <laughs> you have to I had double... to make you jealous. I yeah, I know. That's sort of uh I saw the cup when you sent me the picture. Yeah, that double bacon baker. Oh my God. Yeah, that's that's, awesome. that's been your spot since college, man. You yeah, man. Bakers. I fell in love because I think Paul, uh, uh shout out to the homie Paul. I know he listens to the podcast. He also has his own podcast. Shout out to him with that. Um but we'll have uh, him on the show soon too. We'll yeah, we are. Show. What is this podcast called again? Um something beneath uh, beneath the surface. Beneath the surface, yeah. So yeah. De- definitely guys should check that podcast out. But um yeah, I remember him taking me to bake. I think he was the one that actually first took me to Baker's. Um, we went there for breakfast though, so I had never been there, and and the breakfast was good too. He he got this. I think I me and him he had told me to get this chorizo like egg burrito, which was really good. But then I went again with my cousin Tiffany, uh, who lives out there, and um I had, I finally had like lunch, and then I tried that yeah that bacon double bacon, and I was like, whew, I was like okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're saying the West Coast has better food too? Okay, that's one place though. Well, I'll give it this. I think like, I know. I, obviously, I love <laughs> I love In and Out, and I like Fat Burger because um, those are all West Coast staples. So yeah, I mean, burger wise, yeah, probably definitely the the West Coast has the better burger spots because I mean we don't have out here is just a regular. You know, I, I mean we have Five Guys Smash, but I'm sure they have that out there, right? They have five guys. Yeah, five Burger guys is in the West Coast too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's that's an exclusive East Coast thing, but yeah, as far as burger spots, I definitely will give it to the to the uh, West Coast. They definitely have better burger spots. Um, and Mexican. 
Oh well, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> that's that's like not fair though. Yeah, that's that's like yeah, fair. because I mean, look, getting besides like the 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 commercial stuff, like the Taco Bell, and I don't know if you guys ever heard. Of, you guys have probably never heard of Del Taco unless you live in the West Coast, uh, which is better than Taco Bell. You know, getting off of that, I mean, they have like real like Mexican food out there. Like yeah, like the the hole in the wall spots. Like you know, obviously. I'm, a lot of people probably don't know about Roberto's uh, in, in Vegas, which is they have a chain of them, but it's only like there. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously Mexican. Yeah. I mean, the East Coast is not touching, you know, so, yeah, I can't I can't from. But we got other stuff. You know, we got the Caribbean food out here. We have, um, you know, I, I would say like pizza, you know, obviously, you know, that's a that's a. Oh, East Coast yes. Food. Yeah. Pizza, West, you know, West Indian food. Um I'm trying to think. I, I like. I've never really had Italian out in the West Coast, so I'll probably. I I I don't want to judge it too much because I've never had Italian in the West Coast. But I would say, as just off of you know, obviously out here we have Little Italy and all you know, so many Little Italy's in the city. You have one in the Bronx, you have one in the city. So probably Italian food. I think New York is probably better. I've never. Oh heard no about, question. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've even heard of somebody from the West Coast say, "Oh yeah, like the Italian out there is amazing." I've never even heard that. So. Yeah, so like I said, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the West Coast definitely has its things, but the East Coast has its things too. So yeah, no doubt, no it goes different ways. But yeah, like I said, we've been out, we've been out for two weeks on a two week hiatus, so we're gonna jump right back into the top to the topics. Uh, we got a lot to cover today, so we're gonna start with the NFL. Obviously, you've heard a lot of this week or a lot going on with the Washington Deadskins. I like to call them that because they're like the little brother of the NFC East. Uh, I used to live in the DMV, and there's so many Redskin fans that always are talking trash. Because I'm a Cowboys fan, obviously, as a lot of you yeah, guys, I love how you like to remind our listeners every week that you're yes, a Cowboys fan. Yes, I am fan. a Cowboys fan. And I love how they always <laughs> talk trash, and we pretty much smack them up, you know, every year. I mean, they, they have beaten us, I think, in recent years. But it's always like they beat us once. They, I don't think it – I can't remember the last time they actually swept us in a season. Normally, we sweep them. But, yeah, they haven't really been good in the last, like, you know, I wouldn't even say few seasons, like in the last five years. I can't – I'm trying to remember the last time they – made the playoffs. Um, I know it was with Kirk Cousins and when they played Green Bay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Redskins, look, I mean, we, we could talk a little bit about the scandal. Obviously, the, the, the bombshell report came out that, you know, there were 15 women accusing them, accusing the, the organization of, like, inappropriate, you know, uh, kind of events and situations going on. Uh, look, I, I've kind of always said Dan Snyder is one of the worst – probably owners in sports i've never been a big fan of him um you and you could just tell i mean you could see like just look at his past how he's run the redskins as far as his player signings and just how he just runs the team and and who he's chosen to be the head coaches i mean you could just tell it's just not a well-run organization so i wasn't a bit really that surprised when all this stuff coming out but i will just say look i'm getting tired of the these owners who think they're invincible and just thinks they can do what they want it's like yo stop you know, when, especially when it comes to women, stop, be professional, stop harassing these women, stop objectifying them, stop, stop trying to use them to make money or make yourself look good. Like, this is a professional environment. Like, yes, you know, this is football, it's a game, but let's just stop with the whole, like, you know, harassing the women, doing these, all these things to the women. I'm just getting a little tired of hearing these stories of owners and in sports. So it's just like, I mean, I, I you would think that Dan Snyder would have learned from past situations there's some other other owners who have gone through this or other organizations that have gone through scandals that it just never works you're not going to get away with this stuff it always ends up coming out the truth always ends up coming out so I, that's my thoughts what are your thoughts Quap? yeah i agree with a lot of those thoughts there you know it's interesting so 
unfortunately, Snyder may still be off the hook for a lot of these things because none of the accusations were directly towards him. So there's two guys, there's two names we should, we should talk about here. There's Larry Michael, who was one of the play-by-play announcers, and the director of pro personnel, Alex Santos. It's those two guys who are no longer with the club. I think Larry Michael actually retired recently, and, and Alex Santos got fired. But it's those two guys who are, who are being accused of a lot of the um, accusations. So, unfortunately, Snyder, with all of the, the negative things that have happened with that organization since he's t- taken over, may still be off the hook with this because, you know, there are no reports of anything directly with him. Um, but as far as the Redskins go, I feel like they've been a joke of a franchise since I know they won a Super Bowl in the early 90s. But I feel like they haven't really been relevant since then. Right. Um, You know, I I do like their recent hire of Ron Rivera. He comes across as a very, like, fatherly figure to me. Um, The players really love and respect him. Unfortunately, I don't know how he's going to blend with having Dan Snyder as his owner, who just loves to throw money at guys, like you mentioned. If you look at the Josh Normans, if you look at uh, uh, Albert Hainsworth. Oh God. There's so, <laughs> there are so many guys you can say like, why did they pay that dude so much money? And there are a couple of organizations across the league that are known for doing that. If you look at a team like the Miami dolphins who hopefully they look like they're kind of under a new direction, but remember they would throw money at guys a lot of the time and it never seems to work. I know they just throw, they threw money at your boy Byron Jones, by the way. I know they did that, but I don't think his contract was anything like egregious or like, you know. Yeah, I, I just don't, don't think he was worth that money, but that's another topic. Yeah, today. but once again, yeah. you know, the, the you know, the Dolphins and the Redskins, just these same organizations year in, year out that seem to just feel like throwing money around during free agency is going to get them to the promised land, which is not even the Super Bowl for them. It's just the playoffs or winning the division. That's the promised land for those teams. <laughs> they don't do it that often. So um, as far as the Redskins and Dan Snyder, it, it's unfortunate to hear it. And, in, in you know, I share those same sentiments as you. Like, when are we just going to stop hearing about women being harassed at the workplace? Like, it's, it's 2020. And unfortunately, we know this is just going to be a never-ending thing. You know, you can put but what's that going to do? Because people in, in, in positions of power are going to feel like they can always get away with that stuff. Or, you know, people that have a lot of money, like, oh, well, you know, uh, she, her, her career is going to be at risk if she says something. So I don't think she will. And I'm just tired of hearing about it. Yeah, too. those days are over, though, Quab. I'm sorry. Like, I mean... Like you said, we're in 2020. I don't want to hear, you know, that's like when, you know, we would, it was like that stuff you're talking about, that was like maybe early 2000s and the 90s. Okay. But like you said, we're in 2020. That stuff doesn't work right now, especially in this time that we're in, you know, with the Me Too movement and all, you know, when you have all these qualified women, you know, like look at all the, the women that you're seeing now in these high positions, not just in sports, but all over the world, in business, in politics. In, you know, any any field, just look at look at all these women coming. You can't do that anymore. That's not going to work. So, you know, if dance, if that was Dan Snyder's attitude, thinking, oh, well, she says something is going to hurt her career. That's not going to work anymore. You know, that that's no, what I, I understand. It doesn't work. What I'm saying is it's not it, it's going to keep happening. These guys. Oh, OK. Like, yeah, no, I, OK. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Which is which is which is, is insane to me because you would think once stuff, you know, when stuff like this happens that another owner would see this like, oh, yeah, I'm not trying to get caught up in that. But they just keep doing it. It's just like they feel like they're untouchable, invincible, where, yeah, I'm going to get away with this. Like, nobody's going to say anything. Nothing's going to come out. And then it ends up coming out. And then they, they have to hire, you know, P, uh, PR firms or, the, the, you know, he hired, a, a, I think he hired a law firm to kind of, you know, do damage control. It's like, I mean, dude, like you didn't learn from other past, like, organizations that have gone through this. Now, and I'm not just talking about sports. Just any 
you know, business when they go through like scandals, like it never ends well. Never. You know, it never it never ends well. You never heard of somebody like, yeah, they got away with that. No, and because it, it hurts, even if, like you said, even if Snyder somehow comes unscathed, it still ruins their reputation. Who, who's going to want to work there? Who's going to want to play there? You know what I mean? Who's going to want to like, you know, oh yeah, I want to be a part of that organization. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to be in, in, around that kind of environment. And yeah, so, and although and although Snyder wasn't directly involved, he is the with, owner of the team. No, let me, that's what I was going to say. Let me finish. Even though he's not directly involved he still needs to know what's going on in his organization. It kind of reminds me of the Dallas Mavericks story a few years back with a lot of the, you know, women complaining about, you know. Yeah, did you hear, you know, you hear Cuban came out and gave him advice. I don't mm -hmm. know if you saw that on ESPN. He, um, he, had, he actually talked about it and told Snyder that, they, that he needs to learn from what happened to them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. from, from what they did. Because, uh, yeah, I, and then, you know, it's funny. When, he made, when, when Cuban made those statements, I kind of said, like, yeah, it just reminds me of the right the exact thing. Like, so I'm like, if I'm Snyder, I'm calling Mark Cuban, kind of asking him, like, how did you, you know, how did you guys handle this? Or what, what, you know, what did you do? Because, but like you said, I mean, ultimately, I, you know, I get he wasn't directly involved, but the, ultimately the responsibility still goes on him. Because, like you said, it's his organization, he owns the team. And you, like you said, you have to know what's going on. You have to, you have to, like, if I'm the CEO of a company or if one of us is the CEO of a company one day, I will know what's going on. I'm going to be talking to my, my employees, you know, it's going to be a, you know, open door policy, you know, whatever, whatever things they want to talk about, whatever issues they want to address, we're going to talk about all those things. So not, there, there's going to be no hidden secrets from me, you know, because I'm going to try to give off the personality as a guy you can always come and talk to. And I think more organizations and more owners and GMs need to have that same policy. They need to know that you can walk in their door anytime and we can get we, we can get rid of this situation quickly. It, it, like you'll hear about some of these stories. Oh, it's been going on for years. Like, how has this been going on for years? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I absolutely it should be going yeah. on for days at the longest. That's it. Like, oh, this <laughs> right, happened right. like yesterday. Right. So right. we'll see what happens. Though. Right. No, but I, yeah, just to, just to end it. Yeah. Like I don't, right. I don't get what you write. You hear these stories, like you said, going on for years and nobody said anything. You know, like, I mean, you know, shout out to the women that came forward and after all these years and kind of said something, because I, I, I'm from what I understand, this, a lot of this stuff happened like in like the mid 2000s or early 2000s. But still, I mean, you know, obviously for the courage for them to come out and, you know, tell their story is amazing with it itself. But yeah, I mean, I come on, man. Like, I just don't like for it to be going on for years. And it's not just thinking that it's just going to go away and, and nobody's going to find out. Nothing's going to be said. They're like, you know, come on. In the, in the age we live in, in the digital age and in the internet and with, you know, with all these, you know, really good newspapers with like, the, I think the Washington Post was the one that broke it. Yeah, that are doing these investigative reporting. You think that you're not going to get found out? I mean, look at all the big sports uh, stories that have been, have been broken when guys thought, that, you know, the A-Rod situation. I mean, I, I can just keep just rattling off, you know, sports stories that were bombshells and, and you know, even after years were able to be found out. So I just don't understand, like, how he thought in his mind, like, oh, yeah, no, nah, we'll be fine. They, they, they're they not going to find out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, going to the next thing. So, you know, obviously we'll stick with the Redskins for a little bit longer. So, obviously, besides that, they're also focused on the name change. Um, so, you know, you and me had some um, kind of off the podcast talks about this, uh, about the Redskins name change. And um, one of the things we talked about was, you know, how – Obviously, with the Redskins, that that is an offensive name to, to to Native Americans. And now, not all people feel that way, and not all people feel offended. But I I always, as we were talking, as I always say, 
Just because something is not offensive to you doesn't mean that it's not offensive to other people. Um, so, you know, people who have said like, oh, you know, the Red- I don't know what the big deal is. Like it's, you know, I, in the name of the Redskins. But, yeah, you don't know because you're, you're not Native American or you don't have that experience of being called that. So, yeah, it may not be offensive to you, but it's offensive to Native Americans. So mm-hmm. I, and to be honest, the Redskins should have changed their names a long time ago. And, um, you know, I was when they were talking about, you know, when, when they were, you know, protesting and boycotting, you know, for years trying to get rid of the name. I, I was all for it. You know, I'm, you know, personally, I'm, you know, I, as I don't know if I've told you guys this on, on the show, but I am, you know, I have Native American blood in me through, um, through my mom's side. So, you know, I can kind of relate to this, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, I want to see them change the name too. And I just never understood the whole correlation with Redskins and Washington DC anyway. You know, I, I never understood the correlation. Like, you know, I hate to bring up my team, but you hear Dallas and Cowboys like, okay, that makes sense. That's Texas. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, that's, the ste- you know, they were, they were steel town. I never got the correlation with the Redskins and, and, and Washington. So um, I, you know, I, 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 as I understand, they are going to change their names. Uh, I've heard some different things. I heard the Red Wolves, the Red Tails. I don't know about that Red Wolves one, but Red Tails sounds good because, you know, it would be honoring the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, you know, that uh, flew, you know, in, in I think it was World War II. Um, so that can kind of make a little sense because that goes a little along with Washington, D.C. a little bit. What are your thoughts, Squad? So, yeah, Redskins, that should have been changed a long time ago. You know, obviously, look, I know it's it's better late than never, but I'm, I'm glad to, more and more attention has been finally brought to it. And then obviously they are they are definitely changing it. They've obviously got some they've had a rough off season, man. They've got so many things. <laughs> they got <laughs> they got so many things they got to deal with this off season. But yeah, as far as the name goes, like I, I don't I wouldn't mind the red tails. Now, a lot of people aren't for that either, because people are saying, hey, let's not make like a mockery of something historic like you know the Tuskegee Airmen because if you once once something becomes a mascot if you're not actually you know like look I understand that some people can look at it as as honoring but what you have to do is if you're going to name yourself the Red Tails I think you have to do more than just have them as your name what are you going to do as far as you know contributing to you know African Americans or or, I don't know I feel like if you're going to use a name with, with that with that type of prominence, you're going to have to do something more than just say, oh, we're honoring them by changing our name to them because people are still going to be like, well, I don't know anything about them, though. So what are they going to do in addition to changing their name to the Red Tails if that happens? So that's why I'm more for something kind of generic, like just why not like the Warriors or something? It's, you know, I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, we talked about that off air. You know, it's funny because I remember like we had that talk, you and me, like, you know, we had the personal talk about the Warriors. And I said, yeah, that that's not a bad name. Or like you the know. Federals. What about the Federals or something? That makes no, sense. No, you know why I would say no? You know, I mean, this is kind of a funny thing with the Federals. Because I think <laughs> okay. at one time, I think the, well, the Bullets were the, are the, who are the Wizards now. They were thinking about naming them like the Federals or something like that. It just, I don't know. This doesn't go, it doesn't sound right. The Washington Federals, like, because nobody, nobody associates <laughs> anything good with the Feds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's like, <laughs> Nobody's like, oh yeah, man, I love the federal, I love the federal government. No, especially now, you know, in, in the in the current state we are in now. So I don't know if that's a great idea. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't go with the federals. I, I I like your you know your warriors idea, and I understand what you're saying with the red tails. You know, right? I didn't really think about it like that. That yeah, obviously, if you're gonna if you're gonna name that right, you gotta have to do more with just the name. You know? 
Um, yeah. I just, I'm just not feeling the Red Wolves because there's no. There's I've no never even though. heard that one. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's like the Red Wolves. I'm like, well, there's no such thing as a Red Wolf. Like you're just making up an animal. You know what I mean? Like if you want to say the Wolves, like the Washington Wolves, okay. You know what I mean? Like I've just never understood like the Minnesota Timberwolves. There's no Timberwolf. It's just you know, like See, when it comes to like animals, I, I don't really care. I whatever you can be called the snakes <laughs> or the cobras. I mean, who, whatever. I'm sure there's been a snake scene in Minnesota. I'm, I'm sorry, a timber. Maybe there's a wolf somewhere in, in now. Oh, there's wolves. Yeah, because like when you go in like those woods in Minnesota, because you know Minnesota gets cold. So yeah, like they, there's those woods in Minnesota. I'm sure, there's wolves. I don't know if they're they're like you call them timber wolves. Like I mean, I, I understand they just did it for more of the, the effects. Because, I mean, even now, like, when I think of the... I just call them the wolves. I'm like, oh, the Minnesota... You know, I don't even say Minnesota Timberwolves. I just say, oh, the wolves. You know what I mean? I don't even say Timberwolves. You know what I mean? Knowing so, Snyder, he's going to call them, like, the Washington Confederates or something. Like, oh, oh my God. That would be... Oh, come on. <laughs> you're just missing the so, point. So, you know like... what? I know, Quav. I Quav. <laughs> so, you have to tell the audience. So, I was dying laughing when you... uh So, tell... You know, we were having a private conversation, but you could tell the audience. Remember the name that you used for uh, I don't know, I think it was the Knicks. Oh, you, you said the, the, the New York something. I forgot what it was, but I was dying. Was the, the, oh no, I was saying like you. I was having a, a separate conversation, and and I'm I'm gonna tell a full story. So I was having a conversation with two friends of ours. One's been on the show, uh, Kafar, and the other one I hope is on the show soon. Soon, Bilo. They were talking about how the Chiefs should also change their name, and me, I was saying that well. I, I don't feel like that one's being offensive because one, I don't, they don't have like a logo of like a, a darker skinned, you know, Indian. It's just their name. And obviously they play at Arrowhead stadium. And personally I was like, well, I don't find that offensive, but at the same time, and as you mentioned, I'm not native American and I don't want to be insensitive to people they may, that may find the chiefs offensive, but you notice you haven't really heard a lot of buzz about them changing their name. I just don't feel like it's, it's something that comes across as offensive Based simply based off of like their logo. Yeah, well, the one th- yeah. the one thing I want to say that, that that I remember you saying to me, and I and another thing I didn't think about when we were kind of discussing is that mm-hmm. you know a chief, you know, is 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 considered like a a, a leader. Prince. It's a high yeah thing. leader. You know, you you have you like obviously you can tell the audience you know you're being your family being from Ghana, you have chiefs in Africa, you know, in parts of Africa, all parts of the tribes. world, right? Yeah, right, right. so I can get that. I can get with that. I think the reason that, that I can see where Kahar and Bilo are coming from, because from what I understand and from what I've what I've seen before, now the Chiefs, I don't know if they do it anymore, but the Chiefs used to have a little a guy, a white guy come out in like the Native American thing and beat the drums. So I yeah, think that, that's they what the that. issue they was. They stopped doing that. Right, yeah. they stopped doing that. So I think that's where the issue was with them. And I think people were kind of like, whoa, what, wait, wait, wait a minute. And first of all, that person's not even Native American who's doing that, and you have them just beating a drum. Like, yeah, you can't have that. It'd be just as bad if it was a Native American because it'd be like a mockery. Of, yes, of, exactly, of, exactly. So I, I think that's where they were coming from on that standpoint. But yeah, as far as the name, the Chiefs, like, yeah, that may not be too far. Um, but like, you know, obviously calling it Arrowhead Stadium on top of that too. You know what I mean? Because there's no, there's no Native American correlation with Kansas City. You know what I mean? There, there's none, you know, I, you, uh, obviously me being there, I know where all the Native American kind of like where they where they are in in, in what states they are reservations in reservations you know I mean? and things exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, there's not any really in Kansas City like that. So I think that's where I can understand where they think the issue's coming from cuz but I I know they're going to be changing their name anyway, right? Cuz uh, they they finally they the, for the first time in their franchise history, didn't they get naming rights? 
Are they changing they, the name? I haven't heard anything about the Chiefs changing the name. They now it, it's. I wouldn't be shocked. If no, they the stadium. The I'm sorry. Stadium. Not, no, no, not the stadium. I'm talking. Oh, about. Not, right. not their name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody bought their the name. You know, got the naming rights for their for Arrowhead. So it won't be called Arrowhead, I think, anymore. Um, it's going to be called whatever the company who bought it. Um, so I think that's going to be out. But yeah, you know, the Chiefs. That's not too bad because, like I said, like yeah, like you told me, like because there's Chiefs in other cultures and other things. So that's maybe not too bad of a deal. Right. So what, what you were, the story you were, you were mentioning was when I was having this talk <laughs> with them, they said, you know, you got to change the name, the Chiefs. That would be like calling a team like the, the, uh, I don't know, like the Washington, like blacks. Like how is it the same <laughs> though? That's like, an, that's like an, that's an ethnicity. That's like a background. A chief could be people from all different sorts of backgrounds. So I don't see how that's the same. How's, how is that the same? Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I, and, and that's when I said I, I agree with you when we were having that separate conversation that, yeah, obviously somebody went, like, you know, was calling themselves, like, the New York Negroes or the, <laughs> oh, the, the Brooklyn rappers. Like, I'd be like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, like, all right, we're getting a little bit too much with that. But, but right. Again, and those though, are- a rapper is, is not necessarily always black, though. I guess right, but you know what I mean. I just think when, when you get into like when you get into culture and like you said, race and kind of ethnicities, you're kind of you know going over a slippery slope there. You know, you should like you said, you should stick to like animals and things that are not as controversial or like that are not going to really offend people. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know what would I be a perfect name for the Redskins if the hockey team didn't have it with the capital. That'd be perfect. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Right. The capital. So that's a great name. That's that's great with Washington because even like okay, like the Wizards. Like, what is the the wizards with the, I, I I've never understood. That's why I don't I don't really care. Like that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't necessarily agree with you that it always has to have like a tie with the area. I, who cares? Like sometimes you just have just a random thing, you know. Um, I, I don't I don't mind that, but maybe they can steal a, a name from like a baseball team, call themselves like the Royals or something. It's not like you don't you have the St. Louis Cardinals, you have the Arizona Cardinals. That's maybe true. Maybe the that's Washington true. Royals yeah. or something. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. Because I remember, because I, I remember when the Washington Bullets changed their name to the Wizards, and I got because of gun violence. They didn't want to be associated why with they a gun. Name the Bullets. That's crazy. Now that I, I know. think about that, why I know. Yeah, they didn't want to be associated with gun violence, so they changed their name to the. But then I was like, the Wizards. Like they, I just felt like they could have come up with a better name, but yeah. it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, sticking with NFL talk. Oh man, we got to talk about this, man. Patrick Mahomes got paid. He did. He's worth every Yo, penny, too. <laughs> the richest, what is it? The richest contract, I think, in sports history by any one athlete, yeah. I think, ever. Who would have ever world. thought it would come in football, though? You would think it's baseball first. Yes, that's and that's and that's the surprising thing. You know, like, remember when we used to see, like, A-Rod and all, like, Trout and when then, and, um, you know, all these guys, you know, Bryce Harper, all these guys are getting these B-contracts. We were like, dog, baseball, they're going to have, like, somebody making over half a billion dollars on one of their contracts. Um, but for it to come in football was very surprising. But um, yeah, man, Patrick Mahomes, man, uh, half a bill, well, a little more than half a billionaire, five hundred and three million dollars. Um, I think I heard the numbers four hundred and seventy-seven million guaranteed if he stays healthy, and even if he gets hurt, I heard I think he gets one hundred and forty-one million guaranteed. So even if he gets hurt, he still kind of wins. But I, it's it's like forty-five million per year. You know what, I can't, man, I, I can't say I'm too surprised because. Me and you kind of talked about it, you know, um, during the offseason, kind of saying, like, yeah, he's going to get, you know, I think he's going to get, like, a unprecedented kind of contract. I mean, the guy is, what, 25 years old? I mean, I don't even think he's – I think he is the best quarterback in the league right now. 
and he's only going to get better. I mean, he's like I said, he, he's he's what is he uh, three four years in into his in uh, into yeah, his last uh, season was his third season. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, he's only going to get better, and he's only get you know in even though he's going to get older, he's only going to get you know when you as you I feel like as a quarterback is when you get older, you become more wiser. You you make less you know interceptions, mistakes, and you know you you make more smarter plays. And he's already at a point where you look at him as like, yo, he looks like a veteran and he's 25, but, uh, you know, he just came off a Super Bowl, So I'm not too surprised. Cause I knew it was going to be cr- a crazy contract, but I don't know if I was expecting a half of like over half a billion kind of contract. I thought he would, I thought he was gonna get something in the 40 million kind of range, but. Well, annually yeah. it averages out to be about $45 million a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I thought it was going to be about 40. Cause I, you know, obviously with guys like Russell Wilson and, um, you know, guys, they, you know, they're making – I know Russell Wilson makes a little over $35 million, so I thought, oh, yeah, he'll get 40 easily. Yeah. But, yeah, if, I mean, $45 million is, is still a lot. You know, it's still great, obviously, for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's well-deserved. You know, I can't really knock it. I don't think it's a bad contract. You know, a lot of people had – I guess some people have said, well, it's kind of a long contract. He'll be kind of old at the end of it. And I guess because I – Not really. Uh, nah, he'll be – Was he going to be 37 or something like that? mid-30s? No. Oh, mid-30s? Yeah, and that's the same age as Aaron Rodgers. That's uh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so I guess some people were complaining about the end of the contract. They were saying at one point, like I think his final year, he can make up, he can make he can end up making like fifty two million dollars for the like, yeah. So, so he's only twenty four now. He 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 turns twenty five September seventeenth. So like okay. even starting okay. the season, he's only twenty four. Right. And if it's a ten year deal, thirty four. I mean, that's the same age as a lot of veteran. I mean, that's still six years, seven years younger than Brady than Breeze. So he still may be playing at a, a super high level at that age, especially if he stays healthy. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I really have no issue with the contract. You know, people obviously want to nitpick at it. Like like I said, they would nitpick and say, oh, well, you know, he may make a make a ton of money that last year. Who knows what he'll be. But like you said, he's going to be 34. Yeah, he may be even – I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. That He may be even better than he is now, you know, than he is now then. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I think the contract is well-deserved. And here's the thing. I mean, look. Every year, the, the salary cap is going to go up. It's going to be – It's. I feel like when he's going to be making $52 million, whoever comes up at that time is going to be making close to that or even maybe even over that by that time. You know, 10 years, yeah, they're going to be – you know, quarterbacks going to be making $50 million a year, over $50 million. So I don't think it's kind of crazy to think about. I just think now, because no quarterback was making that ever, so people are kind of like, oh, man, that's a lot of money. But, yeah, by the time 10 years down the road, that's going to be nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, he has a very interesting – there's been a lot of speculation about what the guarantees are. Now, a lot of people have to remember this This salary doesn't kick in until the 2021 season. Right. No, yes, I know. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's been a lot of, like, speculation on what the guarantees are. I mean, according to Sporting News, they're saying it's a $141 million guarantee. A lot of that – a lot of the extra is, you know, via incentives and roster bonuses. Right, right. So other, mm-hmm. the numbers I named – so they said he he's guaranteed $141 million if he was injured. Like, for instance, that he – Let's say he and I, uh, you know, obviously knock on wood that this doesn't happen. Yeah. He was to miss, you know, multiple seasons or he was to miss, you know, let's say he was out for like two or three seasons. He would still be guaranteed one hundred and forty one million dollars. But right. If he would get four hundred and seventy seven million, if he plays out the contract like he's healthy, he plays and obviously he's still playing at a high level. Like, you know, he's doing this thing. Yeah, they saying it could end up. He could end up making about four hundred and seventy seven million dollars. Good for him, man. I mean, he, he's he seems like a. He doesn't see, he seems like he's a guy that can represent your franchise. He comes across right. as a good kid. You know, obviously he's off to an amazing 
as we talked about on a, on a la- on our last po- a few podcasts ago, like an MJ level type start, even better. I mean, if you can <laughs> right, win right. MVP and a Super Bowl. So my question is, Darian, let's say Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl next year, which is very possible. Right, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I, I hate to say it, but it is very possible. The Ravens are going to be a very good team. Now, if he wins the Super Bowl next year, that means he'll also have an MVP and a Super Bowl in his first few seasons. Right. He could, he could probably get just as much even and even more. In yeah. a couple of years. Well, that's what know? I'm saying. That's why I'm like the, this whole nitpicking thing when people are saying, oh, well, you know, yeah, he's going to make $52 million then this year. Like, that's going to be nothing by the time his contract comes up. By that time, somebody could be making, like, $60 million, and that wouldn't even be far-fetched. It'd be like, yeah, it, it, we're talking about 10 years down the road. Yeah, such a long so, time from now. Yeah, yeah. so you, you, like you just said, if, if Lamar Jackson ends up winning the Super Bowl next year, and, right, he has already has an MVP, what's to say that the Ravens won't give him $50 million or close to $50 million a year? I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah we'll see what right. happens. Obviously, another guy that got signed this week was uh, Derrick Henry, um, another well-deserved guy. He got $50 million, uh, $25 million guaranteed, which puts him at about the fifth highest uh, running back. Uh, so I think he's making about $12.5 million a year. I think this was a great contract for the Titans, to be oh, honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as far as the Titans are concerned, I think for them, it was it, they kind of won this deal because – you know, you would think he would have probably asked for like kind of Zeke money or McCaffrey money, but to get him, I mean, he's the fifth highest paid running back. You know, I mean, that's I think for the Titans it was a win for them, don't you think? Yeah, props to Derrick Henry for 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 making that work. It's four years, yeah. fifty million, twenty right. half of it's guaranteed, twenty five million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Right. He could have held out. He could have taken the Le'Veon Bell route, which I don't think was the right route to take. But I mm-hmm. also respect what Le'Veon was trying to do. He was trying to change you know, how the running back is viewed in the NFL. He was trying to say, like, hey, man, we're, we're worth just as much as a receiver is because think about how much more a running back has to do. Blitz pick – besides run the ball, blitz pick up. Right, right. They got to they, – yeah, they got to they gotta be good blockers. Blitz pick up. They got to be able to – you know, a lot of them are used as receivers as well. Um, in the Steelers' case, a lot of the times, Le'Veon was the second-best receiver on the team. So he wanted to be right. paid for everything that he did. So I understand what he was trying to do. Derrick Henry is just like, look, man, he's primarily a running back. He doesn't – you know, have a lot of receptions each season. Um, I, I'm surprised he, he could have even requested Zeke money. Um, I think I, I'm I'm impre- I'm surprised that he just all of it. You know, took this four year fifty million dollar deal. I think he could have probably got a little bit more. Yeah, this but is definitely pro- team friendly. Definitely, a yeah. Team well, props to him yeah. and the organization for just mm-hmm. making it work, getting it out of the way. Right. Um. You know, Derrick Henry. I, I still don't know. You might not agree with this. I don't know if he's as good as he was. If he's as good as, as he was last year, I'm not sure he's that good. I think he had a great year because the seasons before that, he's been very inconsistent. You know, he'll have his ups and downs. He's been banged right, up. Right, right. So let's say, you know, let's say he doesn't end up having a good season next year or he falls off. I still don't think the Titans are going to be that upset. It's not like – Oh, no, no, that's what I said. I, yeah. I think it's a, it's a great team-friendly deal. The Titans won this deal. Like you said, I, I'm, I was surprised Derrick Henry – took this money because again, he's the fifth highest paid money back. So I think like, he's still like, like Le'Veon's still making more. I think Gurley's still making more. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so, I'm sorry. No, no. Cause Gurley's not making that more anymore. I think David Johnson's even making more than uh, Derek Henry. So I was just very surprised that, like you said, he took this deal. Cause right. He could have easily asked for Zeke money or <clears throat> excuse me, like McCaffrey money, but yeah, he didn't. I guess he just was like, look, I'm, you know, I want to kind of, get settled with this now, get paid as much as I can right now. And listen, like we all know running backs, um, career spans are not that long. You know what I mean? The, the I think the average, average 
uh, years for running back is like three to four years or something. It's less than five years. You know, the good ones can maybe go about seven years, you know, a little over five years. So, you know, I, I, I get kind of where he's coming from. Look, he has $25 million guaranteed, which is, you know, more than I have. <laughs> I mean, so he's making $12.5 million a year. Um, so, like you said, yeah, it was good on I, – I mean – for both sides to kind of compromise and come to an agreement. Obviously the, the player more compromised on this one because the team, like you said, if he has a bad season next season, it's not really going to hurt the Titans, you know, it's not going to be. No, now here's the thing. Here's where it could get tricky. Let's say he has another phenomenal year, you know, 15, 16, 1700 yards. Right. Does he go the Julio route? Remember Julio got a new contract and then held was threatening to hold out two years later because he wanted another new contract. So it could that we, I'm not saying it's impossible. We don't see that. You know, he could. I don't. Okay, here's the thing. I don't get that impression from Derrick Henry. Like, just his vibe, and then like I, what I've seen from him, like talk. I don't get that vibe from him. Like he's like that. Like Julio's a kind of a. What I'm gonna say, kind of, he is a diva. You know, he's you he's so? a bar- Julio doesn't say much. He's kind of a quiet. He guy. doesn't seem like it, but I think he is. I mean, he worked out with To. He's done things, you know, and um, I don't know. I just get the vibe that Julio can be that way. I don't get that vibe from Derrick Henry. Um, that he would do that. Um. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. Right. If he gets 16, 1,700 yards, who's to say, like, right, he can't he, – he, he wouldn't ask for another contract. But I don't see that happening. Um, I think he would just, you know, play off the contract. Or, like, I, here's the thing. I think if he had two consecutive seasons like that, then maybe i say, okay, well, maybe he may say, like, yeah, look, I've done this now, you know, not just an, another year, but, you know, a year, a, a year after that. Maybe yeah. then I could see that, but even if he was to do, you know, if he was, let's say he was to get sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars next season, mm, I don't know if that's to get him to say, okay, yeah, I want to rework this deal now because that's one season, you know, one season. But if he does it like kind of two consecutives in the next two seasons, then I can see that. Okay, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I hope he doesn't, but you never know, man. We've seen it before, so yeah. So you know, this is a topic that you're gonna love because you're this is this is a uh, I've been out the game for a while, but you know, you're you're a gamer. Uh, you're a big gamer. Obviously, Madden came out with this these ratings this week of the uh, the 99 Club. Um, so the 99 Club was Aaron Donald, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Patrick Mahomes, and Stephon Gilmore. Um, I really don't disagree with any of those guys being 99s because I think they're all the best at their positions. Um, the one thing, like, look, I don't really play video games like that anymore. Obviously, I only play when I kind of come over your, your crib now. Um, but... Uh, I would love to see like a ninety nine team, not just like a few guys. <laughs> I want to see like a whole team of ninety nine. Well, okay. of, of all the teams we've watched since our NFL in our NFL watching days, what team do you think would deserve a ninety nine? No, 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 no. I'm not saying like a, a team, a team like like a, a existing team. I'm talking about in Madden. They should make up a ninety nine like team. Like of players from different teams. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, like no, an all star, like an all star. Well, there's like I yeah. know like on old man is they used to have like the Pro Bowl teams, the like Pro Bowl teams, teams, right? So I would yeah. love to see like a '99 like team, like a '99 like where they take like different guys and it's like okay, this is the '99 team, like Stephon Gilmore and you know I don't know like Jalen Ramsey, you know Thomas and Hopkins and who's the, you know who's the tight end? Maybe you know uh, Kittle. You know, I would love to see, like, yeah, from different – that's that's what I would like to see. Like, not just, like, you know, random – I mean, five guys. Because, see, football is very tricky. It's not like basketball where you can be like, oh, yeah, it's hard to say these guys are the best players in the league because I, I feel like you have to go off a of position because there's so many players in the NFL. I mean, it's 11 guys on, on the field on both sides. So it's hard to say, okay, this, these guys are way – you know, this defensive guy is way better than this offensive guy. So I just think they should have a 99 
club like team where you put all the guys that you think are 99s and have the best, you know, two cornerbacks, two wide receivers. Okay, well, you know. well, my question is, though, if you have that team, let's mm-hmm. say I want to use them. Like, who do you use against them? That's going to if you're going to do that, you got to have it be like NFC versus AFC or something like the NFC guys that have the highest rankings versus the versus the NFC guys. Is that what you mean? Like have because you can't just have one super team who's going to go up against them and have a chance. Um, well, remember, like, and Adam used to have, like, the all-Madden team, the all, remember, right? Then he used to have, like, the all-Madden team in the games. Like, he, mm-hmm. he, he didn't necessarily always have, like, the, the Pro Bowl teams. He always had, like, the all-Madden. Mm-hmm. And they were just by themselves. They were just the all-Madden team. There was no competition for them. So, I mean, obviously, it's kind of like a cheat code. I mean, you would use them, and you would obviously, you, I would hope you would win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, <laughs> you know, if you know how to play the game, you know, you would win. But, uh, yeah, it's just something fun. Like, it's a video game. You know, it's not yeah. to get too serious. I mean, you know, well, well, some game. people take their video games very serious, though. I, I get that. Well, first of all, <laughs> some of these some of these players are taking it serious. I saw yeah, a couple of some absolutely. of the tweets of people saying like, "Why am I a ninety five and why am I a ninety four or eighty nine? Yeah, like, are you serious right now? This is a video game. Listen, man, you, you you keep saying it's just a video game. I understand that, but like, you have to understand how much like Madden generates. Not it, like not just money wise, but it, it's 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 almost uh, ingrained in NFL culture now. Like the, like Madden is just not. It's like a part of the NFL, you know. So it, it's it's not just it's not just a video game to some people. It's like damn, like this is you know you, you think of the NFL and like Madden is like your second thought when you think of it. It's that big of a deal to some people. It's like people were mad that Rogers got an eighty nine rating. Like how did he have? A yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I, yeah. Some of the players were mad at their own ratings. They were tweeting like, oh, this is disrespectful. And I'm like, dude, this is a video game. Like, you should be worried about going out in real life and balling. Like, don't who cares what a video game says? <laughs> like, you're getting paid in real life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you go out there and do your best and win a Super Bowl or make the Pro Bowl. Who gives a, who gives a damn of what the Madden game EA Sports says? They, they're they're a bunch of computers. I don't know. I, I feel like there might be more ties into Madden ratings and their personal lives than you think. Maybe whether it's just the amount of publicity they get from being, you know, having a certain ranking on Madden. There could be some other factors there. I guess. Look, like I said, I've been out of the gaming thing for a while. So, you know, obviously, like you, I know our, our boy Kahar, we've had on the show. You guys are more of the gamers. So you're probably more experts on this. I, I just don't, like I said, I don't see the big deal in it. But I, I get it because I know gaming is like a huge thing now. Obviously, people do this as a career now. Like, you know, this is their career. You know, people are yeah, full-time absolutely. gamers. Absolutely. So you can make I, a I lot of money it. off of it, too. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I know the gaming industry is, is like a booming industry. So, you know, I'm, I, I, I just say I'm not personally, I'm not invested in. I, I don't think I've owned a system since, like, college. So, you know, I can't. Let, really... let me ask you something. So let's say this was NBA 2K. And the you saw the ratings on Twitter, and Jordan had like a ninety three. Wouldn't you be like, "Huh, that's kind of whack." Like, why would they give him a ninety three? But like, yeah, LeBron but, has a ninety seven. You mean to tell me you wouldn't have an issue with that? Well, here's the thing. Did you know how you said, "Huh"? <laughs> that's all my reaction would be. I'd be like, "Huh, okay." Well, that's no. Opinion. It would that's not fine. be. You would not just be like, "Oh, well, no." Okay. But here's what am I gonna? Say? It's a video game. I'm like, well, we all know who. The no, real, I get that, but you would. We'll be like, would, we all know who the real goat is. Who really is better? We know because we see it in real life. You know what I mean? Well, so, some people think it's LeBron. Okay, well, that's their opinion, and they're absolutely wrong. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're smoking weed or whatever you're doing. Oh, you're here you go. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I mean, look, like I said, I get it. 
because I understand, you know, they're gamers and people that are really into this culture. It's like, and it's, it's more than just video games and a game to them. I get it. Cause it's like a culture thing. It's like a whole following. And like yeah, I said, people making money. Deal. Say it again. It's a big deal for a lot of no, people. No, it's a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. And I get it. I just, I'm just not in that, in that group. I'm just not in that bigger deal group. Like, yeah. Like, okay. You didn't make the rating. Go out there and prove why you should be higher than what you are. You know what See, I mean? But I think a lot of players, the point that they're trying to make is I've already proved I should be ranked. Like for example, in the, in the game, Derrick Henry has a higher rating than Zeke. So Zeke went on this Twitter rant. He didn't exactly mention what it was all about or why he started going on this rant. But a lot of people are saying they maybe had to do with certain guys being ahead of him on Madden. I don't think Derrick Henry is a better running back than, than Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think he is. Do you? No, I don't. So, but I also don't care. Like like I said, I don't care about that. Like I don't care about the Madden rating. Because like I said, I'm not really into video games. So it's I, not going to be a big... I don't think it's just about video games for them, though. I, I think it's more about like... Yo, this dude's not better than me. And like I said, Madden is such a well, big okay, can, part. You, can you answer me this? And I don't know. Maybe you know better than me because I don't know this answer. Who is doing the ratings? Are they? Are they? Is EA Sports? Are they having like the computer geeks there do it, or they, they, are they getting like consultants from like the NFL helping them that know the game? Because if they're doing it, really, then who cares if what they think? Those these those are computer techs coming up <laughs> with those ratings. Who cares? Yeah, I guess they go through a, a, a certain amount of like analytics. And there's a whole yeah, process. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what, and I'm going to say this on the show, and then people can disagree with me, that's fine. I'm not big on the analytical stuff. I'm sorry. Like, I'm old school. Look, I, I grew up in the 80s and 90s playing basketball. You know, even with basketball, I hate this whole analytic crap. Like, you can tell if a dude's good or not. You can tell who's, who's not good. You can tell who's going to be a star or who's not <laughs> going to be a star. I don't need analytics to tell me that this guy's going to, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be good. No, I don't need that. I can go to a basketball court right now, a local basketball court, and tell you who's who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. I don't need that. So when we, you know, if anybody wants to have this analytical uh, kind of conversation with me, this crap, you, you're not going to win the But an- analytics is a major part of sports, though. I'm not going to say, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily big on it, but I'm not, I'm also not going to say that I don't understand why people aren't into it. Like, numbers. So some people, you know, there are trends. There are certain trends in a game. Like, if you pass this certain amount of times, you know, you're more likely to, this is more likely to happen. If you do this a certain amount of times, like there are some, there are some facts behind analytics for sure. I guess. Yeah. Like I said, I'm more old school. I'd rather just see the person. You can see how they play. It's yeah. like, you know, when you, you know, you do the old school recruiting or scouting, you know, these scouts now recruiters, right. They're all using these analytics used to back in the day, just go look at the player and you can tell if they're going to be good or not. Like, yeah, that guy can shoot the three. That guy, could, you know, is real quick off the dribble. Or in football, that guy has an arm. You can tell that stuff just yeah. by an eye test. You don't. I don't need a computer telling me that. I, re- I really don't. I don't need mm-hmm. trends or anything like that. Because you know what? Players also do evolve, too. People change. Like, f- for instance, you know, you, you want to get into analytics? Okay, so Michael Jordan only in his career was more of a driver. He didn't really shoot a lot of threes or jumpers. Uh, it, it, I would say the first half of his career, you know, that – at, before that first retirement, he was more of a driver. He went to the basket. He was a slasher. Now, the second half of his career, when he won the second three champions, he was more of a jump shooter. He was, you know, the fadeaway, pull-up jumper, shot more threes. So p- players evolve. They, they change their game. They adapt. So I, analytics doesn't account for that. They don't count for, oh, yeah, this player has changed, totally changed their game. Like, their game is not what you are used to or what you have picked up on that computer. Yeah. Oh, yes. I see where you're coming from there. But I look at it a little differently. Like analytics will tell you, you know, the, the odds of 
you know, getting a first down on a third and 12 opposed to a third and seven. Like I think there's different ways, different sports use it. I think in the NFL, um, a lot of coaches do use analytics now to determine what they're going to do, you know, in a, at a particular point of the game, um, whether it's good to go for two points or go for, go for, you know, just kick an extra point. Um, whether it's good to go for a fourth and one, you know, on, on your own 45, I'm just using that as an example, but um, a lot of, a lot of coaches use it. I don't think there's necessarily a right or a wrong. I don't know how much like Bill Belichick uses or some of the top coaches, but um, I think it, I think it's a big thing for a lot of people and to each his own, I guess, you know? Right. I was going to say that. I was, was going to say that. <laughs> that to each his own, you know, look, right. If that, if it, if it works for you, then great. And if you go the other way, like how you are myself, as you're more old school, you look at the eye tests, that's fine too. You know what I mean? So whatever works for you, whatever makes it successful, that's what you should do. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to jump from the NFL now. We're going to – now, this is a topic we don't talk about a lot on this show, and, um, you know, we're going to get into it. But uh, we don't talk about a lot of WNBA news on this show. But, uh, you know, the one the one thing, obviously, we, you know, it's been going on in the country lately uh, with uh, a lot of the protests over, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor uh, – so in the WNBA, we have a uh, senator, Senator Kelly Loeffler, who's the co-owner of the uh, Atlanta Dream, had made some comments about uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, pretty much saying that she wasn't for the players advertising it or wearing it on, it on the jerseys. And she thinks, you know, Black Lives Matter is like a terrorist group. You know, that's her opinion or whatever. Um, but uh, I just did she like, actually say that? I'm sorry. She actually I don't want to I don't know if she said it was a terrorist group, but she just said that they weren't, you know, she was. Pretty much uh-huh. bad mouthing the group. Oh, okay. It, okay. It, it wasn't a you know that they shouldn't be advertising it. You know, they're not a group that should be honored that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, I guess the reason I'm going to talk about it was this: like, look, I just think you know this is somebody who's very tone deaf and is not really realizing what's going on in this country, and to make those comments to a to a a league, not just not your team, but a league that's eighty percent African American, I just think is just very just plain dumb and stupid. Like you're going to make this comment to more, what most of your players, not just on your team, but in the league are 80% black. And you make this comment, you thought that was going to be okay. And, you know, people like Candace Parker and Renee Montgomery, uh, Renee Montgomery, who actually plays in the dream have come out and kind of said, you know, they don't want her to be associated with the WNBA anymore. That she, there's no place for her in this league. And I, I agree with them. I mean, this almost feels like the Donald Sterling Clippers uh, thing all over again. Obviously she wasn't, caught you know in a in a wiretap or anything like that. she she openly said this i mean she openly has gone on fox news she wrote a letter to the WNBA commissioner so she's openly said this and it's like there's no place for that you know in any league to be honest with you they're not just in the WNBA, but in any league nba nfl major league baseball hockey i mean in the, in the in the time that we're in i mean just very tone deaf to make that kind of statement now regardless of your opinions of what you think about black lives matter or not Obviously, I'm for them. I'm a, I'm a black uh, male. You know what I mean? So I'm all for the group. They do great things. They've done great organizations. They have every right to protest and what's, for what's been going on. Uh, you know, I don't have to tell you what's been going on in the country. We've had a show. We had a whole show on that with George Floyd talking about the whole situation. So I just, I mean, when I heard the comments, I just thought I, I, it's just, it baffles my mind that she would even make those comments at this time at this moment of what's going on. And then just to make it, you're the co-owner of a team where uh, predominantly and majority of your, of your players are black. It's just, it's just. And what about the city she's in too? Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, 
Yeah, to reiterate what you said, it, it it's very tone deaf, especially right now. I don't understand why a lot of these leagues and a lot of these organizations, major corporations, don't just let people express themselves, especially if it's not, um, you know, any sort of hate that you're trying to display, whether it's a decal or a badge or whatever you want to do. I just don't understand why people don't let, you know, players or workers ex express themselves. I know Starbucks came under a lot of fire uh, recently because they frowned upon, uh, you know, employees wearing like Black Lives Matter pins and things like that. Of course, they quickly changed it up and said, oh, it's OK to do it, especially since they allow them to wear, you know, pride, you know, type of pins and things like that they've right, been allowing them right, to do that right. so people are saying like right. oh well you're letting them do that but you're not letting them do black lives matter i don't get it so once again it's another example of a lot of people not really understanding what the movement is about it's not saying that we're better or want things that you know we're, it's all about equality like we just want right. to the exactly as anybody else exactly. but people don't understand that they keep thinking like oh you guys think it's all about you no not no and we're not asking for more than you have we're asking to be treated the same Equal. as you are. Yeah, exactly. And a exactly. lot of people just don't understand that. So back to her, you know, it's very tone deaf. With the city you're in, with and as you mentioned, 80% of your league being black, um, right now it's important, like, sit down with your players and talk about it. Like, don't just come out and just say these things and, oh, I don't believe in it and I don't think we should do it. And, of course, if you look her up, who does she support? She's a Trump supporter. So, exactly. of course, that was the exactly. least shocking thing I, <laughs> I read. I'm like, oh, well, of course. Of course she is. So, you know, with the election a few months away, of course she's going to, you know, side, be on that side and say, like, hey, I don't think we should, you know, uh, she's going to be critical of it. And uh, unfortunately, I'm not surprised. Now, from what I've read, you know, then the WNBA is not going to demand her to sell any stake in her team or she's not going to be disciplined or anything like that. Yeah, but... well, supposedly she doesn't do the day to day operations. I guess she used to do the day to day mm -hmm. operations for the Atlanta Dreams. So the, uh, the commissioner and I think the team came out and made a statement saying that she's no longer involved in the day to day operations of the team. So yeah. it's not, like you said, right, it's not that big of a, not to say it's not that big of a deal, because it is a big deal. She shouldn't have made these comments, but right, they're not going to make her sell her stake or, you know, pretty much resign from anything, because she's not really involved in day-to-day. -day. She's only, like, I guess a face, you know, she, you know, her, she has an investment in, 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 the, in the team. So I think that's the only thing that she's kind of involved with. But like you said, I, I think going back to your point, like, why not just sit down and talk with the players? Get their side, too. Don't just mm -hmm. make these blanket statements and go on Fox News right. and all these outlets and just and not even discuss this with your players or even with the organization that you're going to do that. Just, that you feel because you're a senator and you're a Trump supporter that you can just go out there and say, oh, you know, I can say whatever I want and, then, and feel like that's going to be okay. And then she tried to push back when they were criticizing her for what I said. She tried to push back. She doubled down on it, you know, in the backlash, saying that, well, yeah, I don't feel like I was wrong that, you know, basically, you know, calling again, calling out Black Lives Matter and saying the league is wrong and the players are wrong. It's like, are you serious right now? Like, I mean, do you see the state of our country that what it's, what it's in right now? Like, are you are you blind or you're oblivious? But like you said, she's a Trump supporter. So, of course, she's going to turn a blind eye. She's not going to care. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? She's going to be on right his side and, you know, playing politics with, with, with the Republicans and all that. So I, I get it. But yeah, I just think it's a it's a dumb, stupid and ignorant, idiotic, you know, move to do right now. And of course, she says, I think we should put American flags on our jerseys. Like, oh, that's such a that's <laughs> such a thing she would say. It's like, come on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to close the show um, with uh, 
one of our, one of our favorite topics. We've we've had shows on this on uh on on hip hop music. You know, obviously me and Quab are both into the hip hop. We've had you know uh my one of my good friends uh Algorithm on here, one half of the Stuyvesants to talk about you know producers. We've talked about you know our best our favorite rappers, favorite songs. Um, obviously, you guys since we've been in the you know this kind of quarantine phase, you know uh, on the internet they have this thing called versus, whereas uh the artists are playing like their best songs versus the artist artist's best song. So I know DMX and Snoop are supposed to be doing one soon. Um, well, my opinion on that, that, by the way. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But um, we're gonna talk about also like who we would like to see is like other matchups we'd like to see like of uh, of artists versus artists. But getting back to the DMX uh, Snoop thing, um, I think Snoop wins that pretty easily. Um, I do too. I don't think it's really even close. I think he just has more versatility music wise. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing it all over Twitter, and I think a lot of Twitter's been saying the same thing. I don't. I don't think this is a close matchup. I think Snoop is going to like wipe the floor with him because I mean, when you just think of Snoop's catalog and him just going him going back to the early '90s, I mean, you know, obviously he has you know with Dr. Dre, you know, stuff he did with the Chronic, then his own albums, you know, obviously Doggy Style stuff he's done with the Dog Pound. Um, How about even the newer stuff with like Pharrell and like like exactly, yeah, and, like, just, yeah, yeah, and he and you know. Snoop has evolved over the years. Like, you know, he had his phase where he was, you know, doing reggae music. You know what I mean? When he was called Snoop Lion. So he has so many phases where I feel like DMX, I mean, DMX had a time like the late 90s, early 2000s. But let's be real. Like, once we were out of college, he was kind of done. You know what I mean? He wasn't on the scene anymore. I mean, Snoop is still doing it now. So I, I don't think this is close. I just think catalog-wise, he has a way bigger and way better catalog than DMX. And I think... When they go hit for hit, I, I, I can see, like, DMX running out of hits. Like, yeah, okay. so I know Versus is set up, and I, I wasn't aware of this until recently. I, I believe Versus uh, is set up as 20 tracks. It, it's okay. 20 tracks. Your best 20 tracks go up against each other. So DMX has a lot of hits, well, a good amount of hits. Uh, you know, good between, amount, you're right. Yeah, between maybe three or four albums. So, like, his first album, which I think is a classic, it's Darker Hell is Hot. Right, I actually think right. his, second argue, his second album... Um, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood also has, you know, uh, classic potential. Somebody said that was a classic. I wouldn't think they're crazy. I think that album is awesome. Oh but, yeah, no, no, yeah. But after that, like, then there was X was very was his biggest commercial album. Like, I think, but it, it wasn't sold, that good, dude. I think it sold like almost ten million copies. But yeah, like, there were some hits on there, but overall, as an album, it wasn't very good. But then, like, after that, I know you weren't big on uh, the Great Depression. Oh, awful. <laughs> Awful. It was very depressing. Yeah, very depressing. They had a couple of bangers on it, though. It yeah, really did have a yeah, it was very depressing. No, but yeah. Like, yeah, I think he runs his hits run thin after his third album. You know, like yeah, with Snoop, I feel like with Snoop, you can go. I mean, Jesus. What, I mean, how many? I, I I don't have. You know, I have to look it up. But Snoop has to have over 10, 10 albums. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, dude, he has probably about fifteen albums. Now he does have a lot of albums I haven't heard and that didn't really get a lot of play. Right. Um, right. As of late. Yeah, but. Yeah, man. You could he, argue he, that Snoop too was one of like the biggest artists when we were in college, and you, but, you're talking about a, you're talking about a guy that was like, you know, already in his late thirties. Like, remember, like, dude, when he, he had uh, the joint with Pharrell and the joint well, with dude, yeah, Dro drop it like it's hot was a huge hit. yeah. Like, you so you got drop, and this is this is like second half of his career, Snoop. So exactly, drop it like it, exactly. drop it like it's hot, beautiful. Uh, remember, remember that song, "Sexual Eruption" was a banger. Yeah. And this was all like 2010s. Oh, well, at least right. like sexual eruption was. Yeah, right, so, right. 
Um, DMX, what does he do? What did he do all last decade? What did he do? Let's be real. After two thousand three or two thousand four, what has DMX done? Like, well, he came out with Grand Champ, which I didn't think was good, but a lot. See, of I actually didn't think that album was no. That bad. Not I, good. I liked it better than Great Depression. <laughs> I thought it was better than Great Depression, but <laughs> right. yeah. But but you're right though. After that, like, what what is it after that? He started doing yeah. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer songs. Yo, that Christmas <laughs> song. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. And, and dude, no. a lot of people haven't listened to his album Bush, which came out maybe about four or five years ago. Um, a lot of you know Pharrell produced or Neptune produced tracks on there, but that's a really good Snoop album. A lot of people didn't really yeah, uh, listen yeah. to. So I don't even think this one's close. I think he no, won. I don't. I think Snoop. I like I said, I think Snoop's gonna wipe the floor with him because yeah. Snoop can literally put. 20 tracks on and I think you still have tracks you're like man I forgot about that one or he could put that even one talk on. about one of our favorite tracks signs with J- JT He's got yeah that's what I was saying in, in yeah. college yeah yeah I, I feel like Snoop will have tracks where you're like damn he didn't even play he didn't even play that this track or that track DMX is not gonna have that like you you love the song uh, fresh pair of panties <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Yo, Rhythm and Gangster is such a good album, man. Oh, such yeah. a good album. Oh, that's that's a to me that's a classic too. I I think so. You know, it's not a lot of skippers on there. Yeah, but yeah, as far, as far as the matchups, I'd like to see. Obviously, you know, I think we can both agree on the first one. I'm going to say, you know, obviously we'd love to see Nas versus Jay. Who, who do you think wins that? <laughs> that, that's the question I really want to get to. <laughs> but in in in, in yeah, that battle, you just on the spot like that real quick. In though. the battle, well, you brought it up. You you bring in the heat. So <laughs> and in that battle, do they play Takeover and Ether? In <laughs> yeah, I don't think they do because I think they're cool now. If yeah, not only that, yeah. but if Nas plays Ether, it's like how does Jay top that? Like, oh, we'll play because Takeover was dope. I'm not saying it wasn't amazing. It was yeah, you didn't like um, you didn't like the comeback for Ether. What was no, the comeback it was for? Super Jay? ugly. That was terrible. Yeah. Not <laughs> at all. Yeah, Takeover is a great diss track though. But once Nas plays Ether, how do you bounce back from that? <laughs> now, as but far as thing, hits, though. as far as just hits, yeah, like, big pimping. Like, there's so many commercial. Yeah, hits. I. You know what? I hate to say this, man, but I. I think Jay. I think Jay wins it if it just goes off hits. Yeah, if we're, we're talking not hits, who's gonna be Jay Z though? The only person that might be Jay Z if we're talking just hits, B, and if we're talking twenty tracks. What about now? Remember, versus isn't just songs that you're primarily on it's songs that like you even maybe featured on oh yeah which, that's which is right. really why i think snoop would destroy dmx too right but, right right um you got you gotta think about it oh because first of all one of my favorite tracks ever still dre still dre is featuring snoop <laughs> dog that was yeah. crushed yeah no yeah, but anyway on there by the way too what, what, what was that no snoop he rips it on there his verse oh is like, yeah yeah it's like incredible <laughs> no but what i was saying is like you know the the problem Nas may face with Jay-Z is this Jay-Z has a lot of big commercial hits, whereas Nas has kind of been like, it, Nas is weird because he's also like a commercial rapper, like he's very popular, but like he, there's still something kind of undergroundish about his music, you know what I mean? Like it's still like real hip-hop, not saying that Jay-Z isn't, that's what makes Jay-Z so tough to beat, but what I was saying is I think one of the few people that could that could go head for head with Jay is probably Kanye, if we're talking 20 tracks, yeah, you're probably right. Absolutely. You're probably right. Kanye but I bet you a lot of the Kanye ones he he produced. It's like stuff he it's other artists though. Oh, uh, dude, man, let's not forget, dog. I mean, Kanye has I'm top of my head, I'm thinking seven or eight albums, but his first four albums, man. Yeah, I mean, that's wow, true. That's, that's all true. Fire. And remember, some of the albums that we don't like, 
necessarily. Um, what was the one that he was kind of doing the whole auto tune weirdness on it? What was that album called? Oh, again? 808 and Heartbreak. 808. I'm not a personal fan, but let's be real. We know a lot of people that love that album. We know a lot of people that think My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is a classic. So if you add those those two albums in addition to his four, you know, arguably classic albums, he has a lot of hits that are his music. A lot yeah. of hits. Yeah, you may be right. But yeah, as far as just the matchup with Nas and Jay, I, I think Jay, if they just to play the, the hits, I think Jay would get them. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And not but not if it's a battle, of course, once once Nas plays first of all, even if Nas okay, let's just say for the sake of argument, Jay came back with super ugly. Once Nas plays the last I don't you know, the last niggas alive, I think that's oh, a last rap. real last real nigga alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's over. <laughs> it's a wrap. Yeah. Once but wait a minute. That, well, now that I think about this, so so obviously Jay Z has the bigger hits, but man D, there are so many songs that I know you personally love, like Nas is like. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, listen, I'm not saying that it, that it, I can name 29 songs. I think he could play and it would be dope. Yeah. I just think that Jay Z has just a little bit more. You know yeah, what I mean? commercial. Like he, has, yeah. he has a variety he could just choose from. Like, oh yeah, damn that one. Oh yeah, that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's gonna be tough to beat Jay Z. He just has so many big hits. You know? Right. Um, right. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. So, what's the matchup you you would like to see? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I, I think so. I was talking to Car uh, and Velo. We, we were in a group chat and they were talking about 50 Cent versus T.I. Because I think that was actually rumored. Well, T.I., yeah, T.I. called him out. Yeah, T. that's I why. Okay, out. that's why they were. Yeah. That's why they brought it up. Right. So I thought that one was really fascinating because I think we can say I think T.I. may have better albums than 50. Yes, but does he I have, agree. Does he have as many hits as 50? Because because 50's, yeah. 50's first album um Get Rich or Die Trying. Now that I think that's a classic. I don't, care, oh, I don't yeah, think anybody yeah, would even argue that. That's yeah. a classic. But that he has one of the biggest club songs in club history. In fact, I would say it's probably a top five song. In the club is one of the biggest songs ever. Oh yeah, yeah. It's one of the biggest song. Like, what can Ti play that's gonna match that? Yeah, that's true. And I mean, if you're talking, if you're talking about fifty, obviously, like you know, Ti has like what you know about that. He has Rubber Band Man. He has oh yeah, he has whatever he you has like big songs. Yeah, whatever you, know what I mean? you like. I think a, um... King King has a lot of like hits on on there. Yeah, but... and if you go to Paper Trail, I mean, whatever you like, yeah. you song. Oh, of course, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think any of them were bigger than In the Club, though. That's the problem. But you have In the Club. You have um, you know, there's so many other. Uh, what was the one with your girl? Your your your, your girl. You're crushing the video with Megan Good. Was it Twenty One Questions? Yeah, Twenty One Questions. Yeah. Yeah, you have a Candy Shop, which I wasn't a huge fan, but that was a big hit when that came out. Um, man, there's so many hits. He has a lot, a lot of really big hits. So that would be a tricky one. I, I feel like. T.I. has better albums and probably better music overall, but I think hits-wise, 50 actually might get them. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I may, I may have to agree. Like you said, I think T.I. has the better albums, but I think hits, yeah, 50 may get them. Because people forget about uh, I Get Money on Curtis. Like, dude, that was huge. That was a big song, too. Yeah, yeah. I Get Money. Um, See, I don't remember his big song on uh, – the, the Massacre. I don't remember what his big song was. Which is a good was. album, by the way. I feel like that album gets hated on. I don't get it. I wasn't a big fan of it because I, I like Curtis better. I think Curtis is, you know, better than uh, his second oh, one. Yeah. strongly disagree. No way. Curtis is better than The Massacre? No. I think it is. I didn't like The Massacre at all. Nah, yeah, I wasn't you a, need to I mean, listen to that again. That's got a lot of bangers on it. Man. Yeah, I'm good. I think the problem with The Massacre is it it, it was after, and I, it's, it's very similar to Illmatic versus It Was Written. Like mm-hmm. his their first album was so big and so successful that people had the same expectations for their second one, and when it didn't match, people were like, "Oh, this album's whack." I'm like, "Well, it's not whack. It's just not 
it wasn't as great as their first, you know? So sometimes your first album being a classic can actually be a negative, if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another matchup I was, I was going to ask you about that I would like to see. What do you think about a, a matchup of Eminem versus Drake? All right, so before I get into that, one more quick thing I want to say about 50. If you include his songs like Hate It or Love It, songs that he's featuring Oh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he gets T.I. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, so another matchup I thought would be interesting would be Eminem versus Drake. Eminem versus Drake. Because I think um, they both obviously have a lot of hits. I don't, I don't see too many people beating Drake, man. I think Drake – now, remember, we're talking just hits. Just I think Drake. Right. I think Drake can go up against anyone. I and mean, Kanye, uh, Jay. What about what about? Oh. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. What about yeah. what about Drake versus like a Little Wayne? A Little Wayne has a lot of hits too. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. Little Wayne is the only one that could probably maybe give him a little comp. Like you're right, Eminem. While he has hits, I don't know. I think Drake still wins, but I think Little Wayne can actually give him some comp. Yeah, yeah, he probably can. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not big on a lot of Wayne's early music. I'm not big on Wayne, period, but I'm, it's not to right. disrespect Wayne. He has a lot of hits. But a, a lot of the older stuff, like when he did with the Hot Boys, I don't, I don't right, know how right, that stuff right. is. But, I mean, all these, the seven Carter albums or eight Carter albums that he has, <laughs> um, those all have a lot of hits on them. Like, I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah. But I think, I think Drake brings a little bit more versatility. I'm not really mm -hmm. big on Drake when he sings, but a lot of those songs are big hits. Yeah, you know, like are. I was like, like one of the songs I do like where he sings is I, I like the song Controller a lot. And like, man, like right. you think of Drake's library, who who can match that? I mean, even if you, he can go up against Jay, he can go up against Kanye, he can go up against yeah, any of those guys. True. If we're talking just true. 20 songs, absolutely. That's true. And yeah, one thing true. about Drake is he has a very good range of fans. So he has the teenagers like Drake, people our age like Drake. People my brother's age like Drake, so you're talking like from forty from mid forties to like teenagers like Drake, right? No, you're I don't right. Know if a That's lot true. of teenagers are really rocking with like, like, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't like a lot of teenagers listening to Jay Z. I don't think so. I think Jay Z is more for like us, like our right, generation, right? You know, right. So that's the edge Drake's gonna have over a lot of people is he has, he has like. 12-year-olds to, like, 45-year-olds. <laughs> that's so that, yeah. And that's something special that Drake has done. And maybe it was a timing thing for him, like, when he came out. Right, like, right. Yeah, so Drake, Drake's going to be tough to beat, man. It's going to be tough. Yeah, that, I, I just thought that would, that would be an interesting matchup with either Eminem or Lil Wayne versus him. <laughs> now, what about, be, what, about, uh -huh. what, about, what about Eminem versus Lil Wayne? <sighs> you know, I, I'm struggling with this because Wayne's music. I mean, I know the hits. But right. I'm, I'm sure I'm like... Yeah, Wayne has a ton of hits, though, man. I know you don't really like him, but he has a ton of hits. Yeah, I actually thought you did like Wayne, like like later I, Wayne. Uh, well, I mean, no, I said, no, I said you. I know I said you. I know you don't oh, like Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 I don't think Wayne's whack or anything. I've just never really gotten into his music. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, you know, yeah, but no, you know I, me, I, dude, I, Wayne I, has I, a lot of hits. Like, I'm just going... I'm just thinking... Of, I'm rattling off the top of my head just the joints he has. Like, you know what I mean? Like like you said, all, especially if you want to include, like, right, right, the Hot Boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh... And the thing about M is a, a lot of early M, he has a lot of silly stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, my name is like yeah. you know, those were hits, like they were popular, but are people really trying to hear that in a battle? Yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah. And the thing about the problem with M too, and you know, you know, I've been an M guy since you've known me. That's one <laughs> thing we've we've always disagreed on. M. I know you you've never said he's whack, he's just not your thing. Like, right. You're not really, you don't really you're not really an M guy. But the problem he's had is just he's had so much inconsistency with his albums. Like it's at the point where it's like every other album is good now. Like right. he has some horrendous albums. <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> like if I don't know if you ever listened to uh uh was it Relapse? Mm -hmm. Oh god, it's so like Relapse is awful. Uh the one <laughs> uh the one he had right before Kamikaze, which I actually thought was a pretty good album though. The 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 one he came out with 
um, like like three four years ago. It was really really good album. Um, but the problem with M, he just has so many misses, and I think that could hurt him when it comes to like finding a good. Oh, amount of I see. Yeah, I got you. Versus, I got yeah. you. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I guess you know, as we're having this conversation, I guess you would say like the the, the guys like Drake, Kanye, Jay Z, Little Wayne. Those are guys that would. Those are going to be the tough matchups, I guess, to go up against because you know, like you said, they, those those guys have a lot of hits. You know, they can go. They they have such a wide range of hits that they you know. 20 songs is nothing for them. You know what I mean? So I think anybody going up against those guys are going to have a tough time, unless they're going against each other. You know what I mean? Now, you know an old school rapper that I feel like could could give up a have a uh, have a really good run with, if we're talking, like I said, I know I've said it a few times, with just 20 songs. What about LL? Because remember, LL has rap songs and he has like R&B-ish type songs. Yeah, but here's the thing with LL, career. I think. This is here's the issue LL is going to run into. And you kind of touched on it with, excuse me, with Drake and Jay. LL's fans are even a little older, older, are older yeah, than us. True. You know, that's like, true. I mean, like, you know, obviously we we like LL. You know, our, our generation still, you know, we, we're all LL fans. But the problem with LL is a lot of, like, people younger than us, like, once you get, like, even early, you know, we're mid to late 30s now. Even people that are in their early 30s or young in their, you know, late 20s are not going to be feeling LL like that, especially not no teeny boppers. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I guess the, if you're gonna have LL on a battle, he has to go up against like a, 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 an older rapper too. That's exactly. You have exactly. to put him up against a Jay or a Nas. I think LL has to go up against a rapper. I'm trying to think of somebody that's like older, that like a Common. Could he go up against Common? Yeah, he could. He could. I was thinking about somebody more like even in like no, because yeah, I don't know because you know Cube doesn't have a lot of hits. Um, oh, yeah, Cube has a, a solid amount. Yeah, he's solid. He's solid, but I don't think he can beat LL. I'm trying to yeah, and LL is very unique, man, because like he brings that R and B element to rap, which which is which is kind of like what we was talking about Drake, how he, he does a lot of like right, singing, right, right, like Hey Lover, and like a lot of like R and B influence yeah. in the songs, which is really cool. But I'm so trying to think about somebody find. in his time, like that, like right, like okay, they can, yeah, they can definitely go up against LL, but I can't think of. Um, yeah, because there's old school guys like Big Daddy Kane, but did he have enough hits though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you know what would be a good matchup with LL? Like, and I, I'm thinking about it. What about like a Buster Rhymes? Ooh, that could be a good one. Actually. Yeah, like I think like a him and a Buster Rhymes that would be a great matchup. You, you know what? That's a good one too because he he uh, he has more songs than people realize that have R and B R and B tied exactly. to it. Like he had a, he had exactly. that song with uh, Khalees. He's had songs with Janet Jackson. He's had songs with uh, John A. Yeah, that that's a I really think LL good and Buster would be that would be a great Ooh, matchup. Who would win that? See, Ooh. yeah, Buster had hits, man. <laughs> Especially like those like when we were like that those like uh early two thousands, late nineties, like he was doing his thing. Like like Buster had a run from like ninety five to like two thousand like when we got out of college, like 2006, I'm still in awe off of you bringing him up. That's such a great comparison. That's such a great battle, dog. Like, yeah, they're kind of they're Well, LL's been out since the 80s. But because I think, I think LL's run was more from like, like 86 to like 96. Like early 2000s. Right. No, well, no. Well, remember though, LL had a lot of hits when we were like in the early 2000s. Like, oh, we didn't like really, in high school. Yes, right. He did. Yeah. He did. Like we didn't really vibe with him. But remember like songs like Love You Better. Like, yeah, yeah that's true. We were older too, but. Man, but Busta, you talk about like his first few albums, dog. The coming when disaster strikes is yeah. this event. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Remember how dope the Big Bang was? That was when we were in college. Right, right, exactly. Ooh, so I man, think that would be a good. great matchup. And who wins? I think it'd be close. I mean, 
I, I would say right now I may get a little slight of an edge to Busta um, just because I just think Busta had a run where you can arguably say for like 10 years he was – like I just think LL – see, the problem with LL was like he had times where, okay, LL was in the game, then he was out. Then he was in the game, then he was out. You know, he was doing the acting thing and all that. He was, no, he, but not but, but but not from the if you're talking early '80s through the '90s, not really. He was acting. Oh, you know, he was acting. So I said from '86 to like the early '90s, right? He was doing his thing. But I say yeah. once we got to like to the mid '90s, that's when he started going into the acting. You know what I mean? So he would go back yeah. and forth. Whereas Buster was just strictly, yeah, you know, hip. You know, when he got into it, he was strictly hip hop. He wasn't doing other stuff. He was just like, yeah, music, 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 music. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, you gotta think about it. So Mama said, "Knock you out." Came out in 1990. Uh, Mr. Smith, 95, Phenomenon, which wasn't very good, but that came out in 97. <laughs> I think Mr. Smith is a classic, by the way. I love Mr. That's Smith. That's a great album. Yeah. Ooh, is that, does Mr. Smith have the lounging remix on it? Because that's such a great song, dog. You know what's funny? I, I Okay, so I think there's different versions of that Mr. Smith album because I think the deluxe version has it, but if you get the regular one, it, it didn't. Oh, you know what it was? No, it's not that deep. I think, remember he came out with a Greatest Hits album called All World? So he came out with a greatest hits album and he like added like that track to it. It was like oh, a bonus okay. track on okay. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Because the regular version of Loungin is on uh is on Mr. Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's a great matchup. Like I said, I give a little slight edge to Busta, but I, you know, obviously I wouldn't be shocked if you know people thought LL would win. Cause, yeah, yeah, I'd go LL slightly because man, you got you still got songs like doing it. Um, hey Lover was a huge song. Um, right. Man, that's a great one. The Mama said Knock You Out. Uh, back because uh, I, I think his 80s songs are kind of dated. Like, obviously, we know them, and like our brothers know them, like our older people know them, like, like they were hits. But a lot of like people that are a little younger are so not going to know like radio. Oh, like radio. Yeah, yeah they're not going to know that. But the songs I just mentioned are a lot of 90s songs. That's true. That's and, true. Yeah. That are still, you'll still hear them even today. Even like, um, yeah, like Hey Lover, Mama said Knock You Out. It's a huge song. Um, yeah, so that's a great battle. That'd be awesome. We need to make that happen. We need to like <laughs> we need to slide in their DMs and be like, yo, man, y'all, you should y'all should go up against each other. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm call their reps. <laughs> <laughs> yo, we, I want to see like a uh, like somebody whack though. I want to see like Cameron versus like <laughs> versus like E40. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see Cameron versus E40. Oh my god, that'd be awful. But I, well, I'd be laughing people, all the time. That, no, a lot of people might be like, "Yo, that'd be fire." So. Oh my god, I know. You, yeah, I hate to say that you're right, but yeah, you're right. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people love that. They're like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it." Huh? You're like the homie Eric. Shout out to the homie Eric who just got married, by the way. But yeah, yeah, congrats to the homie E, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah shout you, out you, we gotta have him on the show, dog. We gotta get Eric on the show. Oh, it'll be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, we have to get. <laughs> He is a Cameron lover. He's a, he's a lover of a lot of iffy music, but I he, know. But he likes a lot of dope music too. I'm like, uh, like, like he'll hit me up like, "Yo, this new Foreign Exchange is dope." I'm like, "Uh, okay." But you were just, <laughs> but you were also just telling me that like the the dip, the diplomats got bangers or like the outlaws. <laughs> like, uh, <God. laughs> yeah, but uh, nah, they definitely got to have the homie Eric on at some point. <laughs> no, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah, but that's going to wrap it up for a, a, another episode of what Brothers Got Next. Obviously, we won't be on another two-week hiatus. You know, we'll, we'll be back in full effect. We should have a show for you, uh, another one next week. But until then, uh, I'm D. We'll do it again next week, man. All right, peace. Peace.